0: Hey,
1: welcome to AS, But How you hey. doing? Hey, welcome.
2: It's um, for you, dear listeners, it's been a four week hiatus, and we're back now. Beginning of season eight, baby. Woo, Yeah. Woo. We're Ooh. almost halfway through the show.
1: We are. We're yeah. over halfway through the show.
2: Well,.
3: I mean, when you think about it from like a pure numbers perspective, yeah, once we got to the mid-season finale of Season 7, we were technically halfway. Right. But since you can't split 15 exactly evenly, let's just go ahead and say...
2: We're halfway. Beginning
3: with season eight, we're halfway there. We're halfway, yeah.
2: oh, oh, living call on a bon prayer. Bon Jovi. No. Yeah. No. So. We're not
1: gonna call Bon Jovi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but how will he know we're living on the prayer that we all took together?
1: He knows. Like, John back, Bon Jovi Back knows. when
2: we sacrificed those kids for my birthday. <laughs>
1: uh...
2: But yeah, we're we're here and um this this week we decided to talk we decided to take the open source psychometrics project statistical witch character personality quiz. For those of you who don't know, this quiz basically takes characters from a bunch of different um sources of media and you take the quiz and it tells you how alike you are to all those characters because you know how there's like 10 million different BuzzFeed quizzes that are like which character are you from the try guys or whatever the fuck you know that's this so basically they they this quiz was like no 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 this is the last quiz you'll ever need this is going to tell you all the characters are like, and we went ahead and took it, and, and we got our answers. Um What are y'all's impressions of, like, your list? Like, is there anything that stands out to you from this list of characters before we go into, like, specifics?
3: There are a few things, and every time I looked at, like, basically every, al- almost every time, not every time, but a lot of the time I would look at a character... And go! Oh God, damn it!
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had a very similar like experience with my list, Travis, because my list was basically like, "Hey, bitch, get into therapy." <laughs>
0: yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> my my list was basically like, "Why are why are you such a cunt?" Like that was my list um what'd you get then
1: big samesies Mm -hmm. big samesies uh like i got some really cool people and Mm -hmm. then i also got some people where it's like hey man you know all those things you like where you're not supposed to like that person yeah you're that person you shithead
2: did any of us get bojack horseman i did Oh, Oh, no!
3: I didn't didn't look at BoJack.
2: Oh, my God. I'm going to look at BoJack right now. It's actually pretty cool because it has this thing that you can do to, like, narrow down. That's what we did to get our supernatural answers.
1: Yeah. I I got, like, the worst answer. Uh, I got, go to Fight Club, and I want you to tell me who you got.
2: Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Yeah, because
1: you know who the fuck I
2: got. Okay, Cause- Bojack doesn't even show up on my list, which I'm taking as a good sign that I'm not like any of those characters.
1: Does it not? I thought it did.
2: Not on mine. It might on yours.
1: Okay. All
2: oh, right. my God. Who do I have from Hannibal? Ah, oh, Freddie Lowndes. What the fuck?
3: But my, like, so half of my list was, oh, God damn it, And then yeah. the other half was like, oh, that- really? Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, her? Okay. Yeah. Okay, Fight Club. I got um a Marla singer from Fight Club.
1: I can see that. I got yeah. I got Brad Pitt, Tyler Durden. Of course Oh co- Ben,
2: uh, go to well, therapy! Do, ben. <laughs> yeah. ben, we're concerned!
1: <laughs> I also got House from House, so, yeah, maybe I
0: should. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got uh, Patrick Jane from The Mentalist, which I'm watching right now, and I was just like, oh, man, come on, guys.
1: Yeah. Have y'all seen Mindhunter?
2: I uh, Parts no. parts of it.
1: So I got Holden, and that's like that's the one that I'm most scared of because oh, he no. starts like r- like uh, fucking normalizing these murderers. I'd <sighs> like end of the first season, and it's just like ah, bruh, no, man.
2: Okay, T- Travis, what's your most shameful person on the list? Because I have I have mine actually.
3: Uh, my most shameful. Rita Skeeter from Harry Potter. Ooh. That's bad. Yeah.
1: That's pretty I was bad. like, what the fuck? Okay. Oh, I got serious Black. Cool.
2: I have um, Fleabag uh, from Fleabag. And the reason why that that answer is so shameful is because when I watched Fleabag the first time, I stopped watching it like midway through season one because I saw too much of myself in the character, and I like was like I can't Ah, take (laughs) it, and that's why she's not the worst person on my list but she is the most the one i i think i might relate to the most and that makes her the worst to me.
1: I got her too so i'm, I'm nervous as well. I have oh, not seen the show but i'm nervous.
2: <laughs> it's a really good show and i'll probably go back to it at some point yeah. because it's like legitimately very heartbreaking and funny and you know the acting's great and the writing's yeah. fucking amazing but also it's about a very mentally ill woman uh not coping
1: who did y'all get from the west uh from the west wing
2: oh i actually like my west wing answer oh shit uh oh sam. i got josh i got josh oh, nice. too
1: i got sam yeah
2: oh you got sam that's awesome he's like oh, shit <laughs> fucking great
1: yeah so's josh shit
2: josh is pretty sweet um I also got Tonks from Harry Potter, which I'm, like, nice.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah.
2: A lot of my list is, like, gay men. (laughs) Like, my number two um, character I'm most like, because they do it by percentages, my number two is Titus Andromedon from Kimmy Ah, Schmidt. ah.
0: (laughs) Oh,
2: I guess a landlord
1: from Kimmy Schmidt.
2: (laughs) Oh, nice. I can see that, actually.
3: Yeah, me too. I, uh, I got Pippin from Lord of the Rings. Nice. I
2: got, uh, Mercutio from Romeo and Juliet. That's cool. I also got Uh, Damien from Mean Girls.
1: Ooh. I got Red from the Shawshank Redemption. That's cool.
2: Oh, nice. I got-
1: I got, uh, Sean from Psych.
2: Oh, I got Sean, too. Um, God, we are more alike than we think, maybe.
3: Yeah. Or,
2: wait, how alike do we think we are, Travis?
3: I don't know. Mm. I didn't think that we were that alike. But here yeah. we are,
2: alike as hell.
1: So here's the real, the real deep question of friendship. Mm-hmm. All right, which South Park character did you guys get? I'll I didn't have look to. At South
2: Park. I'll have to look real quick.
1: Uh, I, I know neither of you looked at South Park. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I so for the
3: listeners, I messed up and I didn't like. Do the I I basically like didn't do it right, oh, shit. and then I had to take it again. And my basically all my results were not all the exact opposite, but the ones that mattered were pretty much the opposite thing. So basically, I'm working with flip flopped. Uh, I've got like a flip flop situation going yeah. on. I
2: so feel there's like oh, oh go on.
1: Uh, I was just going to say, I was going to use that as a lead-in, because I know we already discussed how personality tests are kind of bullshit. But then there's also the philosophy that each day we wake up as a different person, because we're also human.
3: Oh, yes. And I, I took this test, like, almost a week ago, and... I'm definitely in a very different headspace about myself today and now than I was that day.
2: I don't necessarily think that we wake up a different person, but I do think that, like... So the test basically works on a sliding scale. It's like, are you a loyal person or are you a disingenuous person? And then you kind of, like, put it on a percentage of how loyal or disingenuous you think you are. And the reason why I don't necessarily like that style of test when you're trying to figure out your personality is, ultimately, two different people in different situations, we're going to be both. Like, that's just part of human nature. I'm not going to be loyal to everyone I meet, or in every situation, depending on your definition. But, I would consider myself to be basically a loyal person to my friends. You know what I mean? Like, that was just one example I was thinking of, but, like, another one was, like, are you a chipper person, or are you, like, not chipper? And the answer to that question is kind of both sometimes. And it allows you to do it 50%, but, like, that just feels so... Blase. It's... Yeah. yeah. It, and it also just feels kind of disingenuous, because... You know... C- because nobody's... Because the, cause then the question is, well, when it says 50%, does that mean, like, 100% of the time we're kind of happy, but also kind of, like, chilled and laid back? Or, yeah. or does it mean, like, sometimes we are and sometimes we aren't? Like, it's just... And 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 that I don't necessarily like. But also, I don't know jack shit about personality quizzes or the way they work. So.
1: Well, programming both is and isn't a finite science. Because mm. sometimes you just fuck around with something until it works, and then sometimes it just always works. Yeah. So it's kind of like when then, like, extrapolate that to a much bigger thing that is an algorithm, and there's just way more moving parts and way more things can fuck up. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't been able to get the perks of being a wallflower page to work on this site yet. So either there's been a lot of complaints or this site is still hella buggy. And you did say it was open source, right? Mm -hmm. And open source stuff is great, but it also has the way bigger chance to like, constantly fuck up right because there's not a set dedicated team to being to work on it it's just a group of dudes group of people working on it because they got time
2: well yeah and also like this is like version blah 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 of the test it's
1: definitely an alpha i think
2: yeah um who was your number one answer like the, uh, the character you're most like
1: ian mcgallagher i think is his name Let me, let me go back to all real quick from shameless or Ian Gallagher, I think is his name.
2: I think we, so what about you, Travis?
3: Uh, I don't remember the first time I took it. I don't remember because it was someone from some show that I just absolutely did not care about. Mm -hmm. But when I took it right before we started recording, I got Pam Beasley. You got who? From the office. Oh, okay. Pam from the office. Uh, okay.
2: Uh, I got Elaine from Seinfeld. I can see that. Yeah, uh, I've never seen Seinfeld, so I don't know what that means.
1: It. Uh, it's not a bad thing. Elaine Elaine was definitely the most level-headed character on the show. Oh, okay. I'll give you that much.
2: Nice. Uh, um, did she
1: fly off the handle sometimes? Yeah, but. That's true for everybody.
2: I also got Rebecca Bunch from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Britta from Community, um, Klaus from Umbrella Academy. And those were the answers that made me be like, okay, this list wants me to get some professional help. (laughs) So anyone else really stand out for you guys?
1: I got Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop as my number two.
2: Oh hell yeah! Ah,
1: the
3: fir- oh, your number two. That's yeah. cool. The the first time I took it, I got Ed from Cowboy Bebop.
0: Oh that's nice, <laughs> that's cool. Oh, well, who
2: did I get from Cowboy Bebop? Now I want to know. Oh, I got Um Timon as my number three.
1: Hell yeah! Ooh, Ed, Serious Black is number six. Is mine? Damn,
2: N- nice. Oh, wow. um, I also, uh, finally answered the question, which one of the Sex in the City people am I? I am such a Samantha, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Who, who are y'all Sex in the City people? Uh, I'll have to
1: pull that up here in a second, but... Uh,
2: Ed wasn't no. in my top, but it is the Cowboy Bebop character I'm apparently most like.
1: Uh let's see. Sex in the city. I'm a Carrie. <laughs> nice. Goddamn. Uh, there's so much
3: scrolling. Yeah. It's just like there's... I, th- I feel like there should be such a thing as too much information. <laughs> as in, there's so much information and I'm going to age myself by ten years scrolling through all of it trying to find something.
2: It's in alphabetical order.
3: I also got Carrie. I know it's in alphabetical <laughs> order, but it's still like a giant list of thousands of shows. Okay. It's, There's at least three thousand shows on this list.
2: Just say you don't know where where S is in the alphabet, Travis. It's okay.
3: <laughs> but I was at the top. I was at all, and I had to scroll all the way down to S.
2: Mm-hmm. It's yeah, that's fine.
3: Do you know what letter
2: I'm just before saying, S? <laughs>
3: I'm a modern man. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's the issue here. <laughs> okay. Are we ready to reveal our supernatural answers?
1: Let me pull that up right quick.
2: I feel like there should be a drum roll. Do, 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 do,
1: All right. I'm ready.
2: Travis oh, wait. And we gu- were
3: going to guess each other's oh, first. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Um, can I guess, can I, Travis, I have a guess for you.
3: Okay. Castillo.
2: Yeah, I was going to get Scats too. Yeah.
3: Nope. God ah, damn.
2: Ooh, ooh. Then I'm going to say Sam.
3: Okay, are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah. So the first time I took the test, I got D. Okay. Okay. And then the second time I took the test just now, I got Sam. Hmm. And they were both 51%. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, I can see. I mean, I can see Sam. I think more than I can see Dean.
3: Yeah, yeah. That was that was my very first. Like, oh god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> when Dean came up, I was just like, what the
2: fuck? Yeah. All right, Ben. I think you got Dean.
3: Ben, I also think you got Dean. Yeah, at seventy six percent, you're both goddamn right. Jesus Christ. All right. Let me find another less surprising fact.
0: Yeah.
2: Fucking (laughs) right.
1: (laughs) Ari, I think you got Sam. Yeah. Ari, I think you got Cass.
2: Okay. I got Dean as well. (laughs) What the
0: fuck?
2: 69%. 69%? Can I get a nice? (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh i my did God. i right got right dean to and chin. i'm not
2: gonna lie i was like no why <laughs> <laughs> i was like no <laughs> so yeah. I, you every y'all know i'm a true sam girl at heart though right like come on
3: guys oh yeah
2: i think I a a maybe does. that's
3: why you're such a sam girl because you're actually a dean oh mm. yeah
2: that's, that's a possibility. Maybe, um, I see, like, well, I was going to be like, maybe one of the reasons why I don't like Dean is because I see his bad qualities in myself, but I don't know if I get quite on Dean's level. That's fair. Sorry, Dean fans. <laughs> um, if you're still listening, sorry. Sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, I have to say, um, most of these answers, I'm honestly not super surprised by. I'm just kind of surprised by like how similar a lot of these characters are, yeah, and also right. a little upset about it. But you know, it is what it is. So, so what did what did we learn from uh, this? Experience?
3: Everyone is Dean. <laughs> yep. We're yeah. all Dean to
2: We're me. all Dean. Dean no,
3: So here's here's what I learned. Dean, everyone is Dean, but the people who think they are Sam are so Dean, and that's why they're into Sam. Okay. Because Sam because Dean loves Sam that much.
2: Aw, that's that's sweet.
1: That is sweet.
2: <laughs> okay, I have a really shitty idea for a transition question. What's that? Ben, does Dean love Sam that much? Let's find out when we talk about today's episode. <laughs> uh, we need to talk about Catherine. Travis, what's it about?
3: Uh, Sam and Dean. They. Are. Going. Oh, wait, no. Dean was in purgatory. So. Dean is in purgatory, and he finds out how to make his own demon blood phone out of monster blood, and he's able to contact Sam, and Sam is like, dude, Kevin is a party animal. You gotta get back here.
1: You know, it's like you watched the episode before we talked about it. That's exactly right. That's right on the money. But, headshot, (laughs) baby, baby.
2: Headshot. I have nothing but good things to say about this episode, so let's get into it.
3: Oh, boy.
1: And we're back.
2: Yay! Start of season eight!
3: (sighs) Oh, God. (laughs) So, um, Ari, earlier, but like in the little in-between, you asked me how was season three, and you were talking about the Magnus Archives.
2: I was. Because...
3: Oh, wait. Well, no. I I just confused myself. But basically, my biggest complaint about this opening is that everything really seems like season four
2: all over again. Uh, yeah. There are definitely some similarities there. I can, yeah. I mean, this episode begins with Dean quote-unquote being brought back to life. Um... It deals with him, his, like, PTSD. We see that Sam's kind of been doing his own thing. Sam and Dean get into a fight about this. There's even a reference to how Sam douchified his car. Um, the Impala. Uh, I shouldn't say his car, because it should be both of their cars. But it, it is Dean's car, it is. Um, yeah, so there's definitely a lot of similarities here between season, season four, um, the season four opener and the season eight opener. Uh, here's a,
3: here's a very strange coincidence that I've noticed. With, with the exception of season two, every season with an even number opens with Sam being with some lady in one capacity or another.
2: Okay. Season four, he's with Ruby. Yep. Season six, he. He's not with-,
3: with anyone specific, but it is like Sam's been getting to Poundtown.
2: Right. And he's with the Campbells. Um. And now. And then. Season this eight?
3: Season, yeah. This season, yeah. he was with, uh, the vet lady, I guess.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, so, uh, before the break, I said that I had nothing but nice things to say about this episode. That was a lie. Uh, I have many mean things to say about this episode, but I do have some nice things to say about it. So, do we want to talk about those first?
1: Yeah, let's start with the good stuff and then move on. All right. Uh, is this going to be
3: another open face compliment sandwich? Probably.
2: It's, uh... Probably. <laughs> I'm like, I have my hair season. in a ponytail right now. I've just pushed up my sleeves, and I'm tightening my yeah. ponytail. Like, <laughs> like, I'm about to suck dick. <laughs> like, I don't know what's... I'm getting ready, I guess. So, okay. Um, Good things about this episode. Who who wants to go first? Uh,
3: I will say I am immediately interested in Benny and his whole story and situation. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, that that little part of this episode is the thing that's basically going to be my Leviathans for this season. I want to know about Benny. Yeah. Hell yeah.
2: Benny is great. Um, I will go ahead and say that Supernatural has, in the past and will again in the future, tried to rip off certain things. Now, I want us to go ahead and think, what could have been out about this time that would have involved Cajun vampires that Benny could be based off of? True Blood? It's, yes. Yep. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Then you win. Um, that was,
3: yeah, that was like, my immediate thought was, ah, some fucking True Blood shit.
2: Yeah. But, other than that, uh, the actor who plays him is great. His name is Ty Olson. uh... I always like to see like good, or er, well, we don't know if he's good, but like not evil monsters on the show. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ty Olson is a Canadian actor, so that accent is fake, 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 fake. Um,
3: by my standards, it's pretty good. Right. But we should get the opinion of the only other Cajun that we know. <laughs>
0: yes. We gotta.
3: We gotta send him a clip of whose name, by the way, talking. is
2: Boudreaux. Like he yeah. lives <laughs> in.
3: <laughs> I think he would know.
2: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we, and,
3: but we gotta. We gotta be like, yo, how good? Like honestly.
2: <laughs> okay. This is so inside baseball and Boudreaux, please understand. I love your whole thing. I love your accent. I think you're fucking awesome. You're a great tattoo artist, blah 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 blah. Uh Benny's accent is more realistic to me than Boudreaux's, only because Boudreaux kind of sounds like a cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, he sounds like if, like, there was a Cajun on Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I can yes. that.
2: Yeah. yeah. He sounds like if Elmer Fudd had a Cajun accent. That's what he fucking sounds like. Um,
3: well, you know what I think the difference is? hmm Is that, like, Boudreaux's a natural-born Cajun. He yeah. knows, like, the- he knows the slang. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: These writers probably don't know Cajun slang. <laughs> right. So they're just like, oh, he's gonna be Cajun, just give him a Cajun accent. But, like- a lot of times, the accent's only half of it. To get that like authent authenticity, you have right. to get you have to get the slang. You got to get the lingo in there.
0: Yeah,
2: there is also a possibility that uh, this actor was like Ty Olson was like, I I can't just go into this show sounding like. A a cartoon character because I will offend the fine people of Louisiana and I just I I can't do that. Um, (laughs) That's my theory. But other other than that, yeah, Uh, Benny's introduction is great. Um, He appears in Purgatory. So so Dean, the start of the episode, he's hanging out in Dean's arm as a red glowing light. Dean digs up his bones releases him, and then and then Benny appears, and is like, thanks for the ride, and Dean's like, let's not talk to each other. Uh, <laughs> Can and I then, read
3: a note that I wrote down during that scene? Yes. I said, this season of Dr. Pimple Popper is wild.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, Dean, um... Later, we find out that Benny actually saved Dean in Purgatory, that he's a vampire, and well, we found that out in his introduction, but uh, he's a vampire, and he told Dean that there is a portal out of Purgatory, but only humans can go through it. I'll help you find it if you'll, you know, um, take me along as your little, like, vampire cyst. And help me become alive again.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He he basically, like, it's kind of a sneaky thing because Benny tells Dean that, like, basically God put in this back door for humans if they ever got Mm. stuck in purgatory.
2: Which, like, thanks, God.
3: Yeah, thanks. Finally, you've done something good, I guess.
2: Yeah, Yeah. thanks, Um, Jehovah.
3: (laughs) This boobs and cheeseburgers.
1: Good job, God. But
3: also, um, just
2: (laughs) some crazy amount of planning on God's part. He's just like, okay, just in case, I've set up this alternate dimension to be the afterlife for monsters and shit. But like, on the off chance that a human finds their way in, I guess I'm gonna need, you know,
1: a way out.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna need to. I won't just like make that not possible. I'll just like instead, I'll put it in a back door. I don't know. It's fucking. It's fine. This is not the biggest problem with this episode. Let's continue.
1: Yeah. Can we call this episode cystic fibrosis?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we sure as shit can. Oh, man,
3: I gotta write that down.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm really glad y'all like that one.
2: <laughs> that was good. That Thank was you. good. <laughs> That's my favorite pun you've ever done.
1: <laughs> oh well.
2: Um, other good things about the show? Uh, I like Dean's little PTSD moments. I think Jensen Ackles is a good actor and I think he really sells those. Um, particularly when he's staring at the vending machine just like looking at all the choices he had. Uh, I imagine that they don't have a lot of vending machines in purgatory and Dean was probably too busy to like go find one. Um <laughs> and who even knows what kind of money they would take. So like
3: probably Dean take doesn't nickels. Dean they just probably
2: take teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <You> just put <laughs> Dean, teeth in there. <laughs> Dean probably didn't have any change on him when he was stabbing Bet or uh not Ben, um when he was stabbing Dick uh, Dick. So, you know, in like, do they have a coin star in Purgatory? Who knows? But, like...
1: <laughs> I'm with Travis. I think they got a teeth star.
3: I think yeah, got they a got a teeth, teeth ins- star.
2: And, how much he
3: and you can rip out your own teeth, but you've only got 32 of those. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So...
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. But for real, has Dean had regular dentist visits? No, he has not. Dean doesn't know what a dentist is. Like, that's how bad <laughs> his teeth are. Oh, God. Um... But yeah, I liked that Dean can't just, like, uh, much like season four, Dean's just not able to reintegrate into society, right? Like, he's, he's jittery, he's anxious. Um, he describes purgatory as a place where he felt pure because of how simple the rules were. You fight or you die. But here in the real world, things are complicated. You have to choose between like ruffles and lays. It's 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 not as easy, um, and so I do kind of like that.
3: I think that's kind of interesting because in the past, Dean has been a kind of black and white figure, yeah. as far as like you know us versus them, monsters and humans. Yeah. Uh, so and now he's really, working
2: with a monster.
3: Yeah. But it kind of, it's just an interesting thing that this is affecting Dean in this way where it's like Purgatory was such a simple place. It was, I'm not going to say it was like a day in the park for him, but it seemed like he was able to adjust to being in Purgatory very quickly because of that.
0: Yeah.
2: They're they're setting up a kind of heart of darkness thing, right? Dean mm. has gone into the jungle, he's stared into the void, and he's taken a little bit of the void back with him. And that is absolutely a very interesting and, um, I think, much-needed character change for someone like Dean. Like, you know, he who fights monsters, that sort of thing. This is a classic sort of... Conflict to set up, you know, between him and Sam, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And Dean definitely comes back a much colder, harsher person than he was before he entered Purgatory. Um, Personally, I think a storyline like this would make sense earlier in a show like Supernatural. But if we're gonna... And we kind of already explored it with Sam. But, uh... Why not?
3: I I was gonna say, I like... I like Dean coming back from purgatory more than I liked the idea of Dean coming back from hell. Yes. Because purgatory affected... it's it, From a character standpoint, it seems like purgatory affected him way more than hell did. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, and he was... Well, okay, I was about to be like, he was there for longer, but actually, no, he was in hell longer. He was in hell for 40 years hell time, whereas Purgatory, he was in Purgatory for one year.
1: It's weirder that Purgatory affected him more, but I do like that it seems to have...
2: I'm going to chalk chalk that up to this, like, so... um, Season four, obviously, was not meant to start the way that it did. Season four, starting with Dean escaping hell, is a writer strike-ish um, mm. thing. Uh, so, I'm going to kind of chalk up that up to, like, the writers having to change the plan. Um, I may be being a little generous in this, but... The difference is, is, that season eight. This is this was clearly like Jeremy Carver came in. He became the showrunner. I'm actually going to read a quote from him a little later that I think is going to kind of give you some insight into his philosophy as the, as the showrunner of Supernatural um, and how he thinks the story should go. Um, and you know, to me, this feels a lot more planned, and therefore Dean's reactions make more sense. And, yeah, I agree. I think that it is, um, I definitely, uh, prefer, like, how Dean's acting now, because it just makes, it makes a lot more sense than how he did when he left hell. Um, what about you, Ben? What, what nice thing do you have to say about this episode?
1: Honestly, I really enjoyed Kevin, this episode,
2: Mm -hmm. and,
1: like, how he went from, like, just little bitty nerd to, like, kind of a fucking badass- uh, I wasn't crazy about how quick they got rid of his lady friend, but also or, or what she did to her fucking roommate, to be honest with you, but possessed by demons so it's hard not to have a little head action, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: Channing is her name um, Sam and Dean go to her trying to find Kevin, turns out she's been a demon this whole time She does her demonic blood call to hell and, uh, you know, lets them know that, uh, Dean is back from purgatory by, Mm. by killing her roommate and doing the whole, like, blood in the chalice thing. She, she is promptly fridged at the end of the episode by Crowley. Yep. Um, and, uh, the slowest, basically Kevin watches her be fridged. Um, the slowest, like, car drive away, and we'll talk about why that's a problem in a minute, but, uh, (laughs) don't worry, it is on multiple levels. Yeah. Um... Okay, yeah, I agree. I think Kevin definitely took, like, a level in Badass. I love how he basically tricked his way. Because he has not spent his life training to be a hunter. He cannot fight the way that Sam and Dean can out of a nest of demons. And he basically just, like, tricks them and blows them up. That's fucking awesome. Mm. Um, Yeah, 10 out of 10 for Kevin, for sure.
1: Oh, hell yeah. And, like, the whole sequence... I didn't like the lead-up to the voicemails. Like... That was a little painful to watch because it was basically Dean just digging at Sam Mm -hmm. and like giving him shit for doing his own thing, which that's a whole kettle of fish, I'll be honest. But just the incredibly fast down the fucking drain Kevin's mental health did. Sure, it was over like the period of like six months, Mm -hmm. but it was only like five voicemail messages. Yeah. Where it went from, hey man, I need your help to eat me
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Now that Bobby and Gabriel are gone, Kevin is the new uh Kevin should be allowed to say fuck.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
2: Kevin Kevin deserves one fuck. Yeah. I think. Personally. Hell yeah. Um right. C W. Anything else? Anything? Oh, I actually I have one more. Okay, so this is a bit of a cheat because it's a half on the good, half on the bad list. Mm -hmm. So this this episode, uh, I can feel it ticking a season opener like checklist. Right, set up the big bad, bad, uh, bad. Mm Words were hard there for a second. Um, Set set up the big bad for the season. Set up the main conflict for the season. Set up a personal conflict for the season. You know, like, just going down a rung, right? Um, And in that way, it was effective. Also, I... They are clearly setting up Crowley to be the big bad of Season 8. And... In theory, I'm kind of here for it. Because... Crowley is a character that's been on the show for a while. Um, he is deliciously and delightfully gleefully evil. So that will be a lot of fun, right? Um, it'll be nice to kind of see him step out into the limelight more as a major villain, as opposed to kind of being like sidelined, exploring his own, uh, you know, machinations behind a curtain sort of thing. Um, but I also have an issue with him being the main big bad of season 8. What's that? <sighs> Demons aren't effective as villains anymore.
1: Yeah, we've we've kind of like leveled up past them being believably evil or believably main bads, you know?
2: Yep. Compare the threat of yellow eyes to Crowley. It does not it's the not same. even
1: No. Not, not the same.
2: Also, I have an issue with the fact that the main conflict seems to be set up not between Sam and Dean and Crowley, but between Kevin and Crowley.
0: Mm.
2: Now, if this show were about Kevin, it would be fine. But Sam and Dean continue to feel incidental to their own show. And, (laughs) uh, I just, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how that's going to (laughs) work. Like... Um they started to feel this way in season 6 when the much more interesting plotline was happening off screen and it just seems to have they took a break from it in season 7 and it just seems to be right back for season 8 and I just don't like it. Don't that. care for it. Yeah. yeah, not a fan. Um I'm going to go ahead and read a Jeremy Carver quote I found and this is his opinion on season 7, right? The one thing that struck me while watching Season 7 was I felt like the show got a little bit buried under its mythology. It became a little hard to tell exactly what was going on at times. The longtime fans all deserve intricate plot, but it felt a little burdensome. Burdensome Resending our mythology was one idea I tried to bring into the show. So, Jeremy Carver comes on. He's running it now. Um... And then he went on to say on season 8 and beyond, when I was saying we were dropping the mythology a little bit more sparingly this season, that was notwithstanding the fact that I think we really are building some foundation for a storyline that can carry us on for at least a few more years. There's a note card in my office with the end of season 10 right there, where I think this mythology can take us. I don't know if it's going to be season 10, but that's the one that keeps uh, me getting up in the morning. Um... So that's interesting on a couple of different levels because I don't disagree. I do think that it can be kind of hard to bring new fans into the show if the mythology is too dense, um, if the meta is just, if there's just too much meta. Um, However, then what becomes interesting to me is that this season, it seems like it's going to focus on the Word of God tablets and Crowley as the big bad. Those are all holdovers from previous seasons
1: yeah yeah these even seasons always tend to feel like a grab bag of stuff they forgot to use previously
3: yeah um i like i don't know i sort of agree with that on um with what he said about it being bogged down in the in the uh mythology mm-hmm. because like in season seven like, by the end of Season 7, we see the Alpha Vampire again. Right. And if I'm a TV watcher who has just stumbled across Supernatural for the first time, I'm not going to know who the fuck the Alpha Vampire is. Right. So, I guess... Yeah, I don't know. In some way... And this kind of did happen with Sarah Gamble, too, where it's like, when a new showrunner comes on, it is kind of there. They can... Basically, start changing the meta of the show to be something that they want.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So it'll be interesting to see what what uh, Carver does with it.
2: Okay. Uh, is that the good list out of the way? Are we done with that now?
1: Yeah, we're done with that.
2: Great. Yeah. Uh, I hate literally everything else about this episode. Uh, yeah. Trash. All of it is trash. This is. I, I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm having a hard time picking what I hate the most, actually.
3: Uh. Um, I have this note written here, and I don't remember specifically what... Um, I don't remember what specific scene this is tied to, mm-hmm. but maybe you can help me figure it out with context clues. Here is, here is what I wrote down. It feels like Dean is just reading verbatim someone's Tumblr post out loud.
2: That could be any scene, but I think... Is it not... (laughs) Is it not the scene where he is like, Sam, why did you quit hunting? Is it that scene, maybe? Yes. Oh, yeah, it was. It was that scene. Yep. Hey, if you started watching this show because you were brought in by the idea of two m- brothers traveling the country fighting monsters and then stuck around because the relationship for, between the two brothers was so strong and so interesting that you were like, I have to see where this goes. Why the fuck would you be watching this show right now? Yeah. Sam and Dean pretty much fucking hate each other. Like, or I, if not hate, I I just, I can't. Their relationship is so toxic, which it's always been kind of toxic, but it's never felt like, I don't know, I've never felt like I needed to call 911, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've never, I've never felt like I needed to sit them down and be like, hey man, this is an abusive relationship, and you need to go to, like, a home, like a help house or something. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Um...
3: When Dean started yelling at Sam because Sam hadn't been hunting in a year, I was just like... I was so mad.
2: I can't... I... mm, It's like... mm, mm, Okay. So, Dean gets back from purgatory and immediately attacks Sam to try to, like, make sure that he's human. And then... Ask Sam to do it to him, and Sam refuses because he's lived through eight, you know, seven seasons of Supernatural, and he just knows that Dean's come back to life. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, he trusts that Dean's human. This is setting up like, oh, there's a major difference between the brothers now, because Sam's been out of hunting, and Dean, you know, has only been in hunting mode. And then, when Dean finds out that Sam hasn't been looking for him, he acts like Sam killed John and Bobby in one with one bullet. Yeah. Um, his reaction is and this is what's confusing to me because he says. Right. We always talked about how if one of us died, the other one would move on with their lives. Except we always ignored that. Dean, I don't know if you remember, but two years ago, Sam actually, well, three in the show's supernatural time is, the timeline's difficult for my brain, but whatever. Some years ago, Sam went to hell inside of a super cage where he was brutally tortured forever for like, like a whole year. So like 120 years hell time.
1: Basically Sam was Mick Foley and the devil was the undertaker.
2: It, yes. <laughs> That's a like reference. On repeat, I definitely understand. And on I repeat agree with for
1: that. eons. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh that's a joke for like the three wrestling fans uh, that listen to our podcast
2: welcome wrestling fans i hope you stay for more wrestling jokes (laughs) i hope you enjoy that um dean didn't look for sam because they had previously talked about that not happening he like didn't search for him he didn't try to bring him back to life uh so there's that yeah Why bring that up if you're going to try to like like I don't know whose side I'm supposed to be like which whose side does the show want me to be on here?
3: I mean, I wanted to be on Sam's side. Because you're right. Like Dean when when season the end of season 5 Sam was gone and Dean was just like, "Well, my life as a hunter is over." Yep. And that was it. Yep. And that's basically what Sam did. And then all Sam does is get yelled at for it.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. I'm not, you know what? I'm on nobody's side this episode.
2: T- tell us about it.
1: Like, I want to agree with both of them, but they're both kind of deep in the wrong because Sam's right in that he should have moved on and lived his goddamn life. Dean's also right. Cause he's hurt. Like he knew he was alive. Sam didn't know he was alive. But on the other end of the spectrum, you got to look and see how Sam had ignored Kevin because they did accept that they were both his responsibility or to be responsible for him.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And like, I don't know, man, like you got somebody that you went to bat for and they went to bat for you and fought like a giant, like worm man Mm -hmm. that was trying to take over the world and turn people into food. I think you would at least answer one of those phone calls.
2: Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say, I in the, in the, you should have looked for me in purgatory, Sam fight, I think that Sam is in the right here. Dean yeah. did the exact same thing, and he knew where Sam was.
0: Yeah. yeah. Sam
2: didn't know that Dean was in purgatory. Sam thought Dean died. Yep. Like, just just was yeeted off the mortal coil dead. Like, Thought he was in heaven, thought Cass was dead, mm. still thinks Cass is dead, although mm. eh who knows, yeah. right?
3: Yeah. Very um, unresolved on Cass.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um so like and, and, and Sam, and then Dean is like, well, you should, well, well, you what? You read the newspaper and saw all this weird stuff happening and decided to do nothing about it. It was your responsibility. And Sam correctly is like, fuck off, Dean. Like, you mean, did I want to continue in this job that has, in lifestyle that has literally murdered everyone I love? and have known it will kill me for years like is that is that what you what is the good thing here like and i go back i've mentioned this before but i go back to this argument we live in a world so us three right here smart we are smart we are capable people we could go right now and devote our lives to like becoming doctors or civil service or you know human rights attorneys or something that actually like saves lives right in a in a tangible like like way do you see what i'm saying yeah are we morally obligated to do it because if we are we are failing in that obligation <sighs> I say no. I don't think anyone is obligated to like. Like, I think if you see something, you should absolutely do something um, to to help. But yeah. then at the same time, the world doesn't need a hundred percent doctors. Right. True. Like we can't. We can't all go be like. So- sometimes the life you are here to save is your own, and I think that's yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That is perfectly fine. Uh, If it does not spark joy, you need to remove it from your life.
2: Right. And you know what? We have decided that the best way to save our own lives is to start a Supernatural podcast. Uh, A decision (laughs) we may regret as the season goes on.
1: Well, I feel like if we agreed with each other constantly, we would have stopped, what, nine seasons ago? (laughs) But I feel like...
2: (laughs) God, I fucking because wish we were in season nine. Are you fucking kidding
1: me? I was being facetious. But no, yeah. Like, what, what I think, what I enjoy doing about this podcast is that it's very different takes. Yes. And I enjoy hearing takes different than my own. Because I know I'm not right 80 percent of the time. I just, I like comparing my thoughts to someone else's. And I feel like that's the point of listening to a podcast as well. And listeners, if you feel same or different than me. Let me know. Let yeah. us know in the comments below.
2: Well, and I actually am going to go ahead and say, Ben, I go back on four. I mean, I actually do agree that uh, I go back and forth on it. Do I think Sam should have looked for Kevin? Yes. Do I think that Kevin, because he threw his lot in with the Winchesters, decided to help him, you know, despite being a 18-year-old, um, despite the fact that it upended his entire life? Do I think that, on some level, Sam had some responsibility as the one left to go try to save Kevin?
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I actually, I agree with you there. Um, I just don't think he, on any level, is responsible to be, is, I don't think he should be obligated to be a hunter 100% of the time.
1: Oh, no, yeah.
2: And I don't think that he is wrong because he didn't look for Dean, because he thought Dean was dead. Hmm. And they had, an, I guess, an entire conversation about how they weren't going to try to look for each other if they thought the other one was dead. Because hmm. it only led to heartache. Yeah. And Dean has decided to, I don't know, like, act like a passive-aggressive parent when you, like, agree with them on something, but they wanted you to disagree.
0: Hmm.
2: And just be real shitty about it.
1: You very easily could make a post on uh, Raised by Narcissist on Reddit, and it could either be from the point of view of Sam or Dane, and you would agree. Like you, if you didn't know if it was from either of them, you would agree with the with the poster. Is what I'm getting at.
2: Um, and, it's funny that you bring that up because I actually looked up. Uh... this is going to be this is going this will be the most controversial thing we do probably Mm. uh (laughs) I actually looked up some signs you had an emotionally abusive parent or partner yeah um and it is interesting
1: I believe it yeah
2: yeah uh so some of the signs are shame
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say like Capricorn, Sagittarius. Okay. <laughs> okay. I
2: had
1: that one locked and loaded. Sorry.
2: Yeah. No, I I see where you had to do that. And that's understandable. <laughs> some signs that you may have an um, uh, some signs of emotional abuse. Um, control. If the. Potential abuser in a relationship is, exhibits controlling behavior. This is a huge red flag. Examples of this include making demands or orders and expecting them to be f- fulfilled. Making all decisions, even canceling another's plans without asking. Continually monitoring another person's whereabouts. Insisting on regular calls, texts, and pictures. Um, exerting financial control. Spying. Having a rule in place about a person's Passwords. Um, using the other person's fears, yelling at them, treating them as if they were a child, um, withholding affection, uh, shame is another side. This can come in the form of, like, lectures, uh, outbursts, lies, walkouts, trivializing, um, the issue, uh, blame, jealousy, playing the victim, egging the person on, Humiliation, blatant name-calling, joking or sarcasm, but, like, used in a way to, like, be derogatory to the other person, harmful nicknames, uh, public displays of fights, being patronizing, insulting their appearance, um, unpredictability, drastic mood swings, emotional outbursts, starting arguments for seemingly no reason, self-contradiction, such as making a statement that contradicts the one they just said, gaslighting, acting two-faced, like, being charming in public, but changing their mind. Isolation. Um, telling another person they cannot spend time with friends or family. Uh, so... <sighs> the reason why I looked this up is because I think you could apply some of these to the relationship that um, Sam and Dean have. Yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. And it's just really incredibly shitty that this is where it's, this is where it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It didn't
1: have to be like this. Correct. I mean that in both that they shouldn't have acted like this to each other and also the writing could have been different.
2: Oh, and to be clear, um, I see, uh, Dean as the emotionally abusive one in the situation.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, the scene where he's just playing the voicemails, like, oh, God, <sighs> that was...
1: That was gratuitous and unnecessary...
2: He, re- he replays the Eat Me voicemail.
1: Yeah. Like, he replays no, th- it. Oh, no, the Eat Me one doesn't get replayed. That was a new voicemail.
2: okay. Still, yeah. that's... It's, Still. Uh, yeah. It's rough. It is rough.
1: What should have happened is we see Dean listen to those voicemails alone in his room. And then he listens to all of them. And then he plays, like, a middle one. To Sam, and then starts maybe the fight, and even then, that would have been a bit fucking much, you know.
2: I mean, he could have just listened to them all in his room and been like, "Hey, here's the one that has the clue to where Kevin is. Listen yeah. to this one." Um, he uh, belittles Sam's like ex- experience the year they're gone. I I really, I was really uncomfortable with the scene where Dean's like, so why'd you leave? Was it for a woman? You know? Who was she? Oh, so you put put your peanut butter in her Reese's and then you just decided to stop hunting and stop. Like, he basically was like, oh, so you fucked her in the ass and that was good enough for you to stop caring about people? Really, Sam? Really? Like, that's basically what he was saying. And that sucks even more because Dean did the... Yeah, he did that. Too. Like he did oh it. <laughs> ah! Um so, yeah, uh not a big fan of Dean right now. Um not a big fan of where they've decided to take this.
3: Could yeah. are we are we too far removed from the opening of season 6 or the the finale of season 5? for Dean to be venting about his own experience reflected in Sam like is Dean like Dean is at least somewhat upset with himself that he quit hunting when Sam was sent to hell and are we seeing some of that reflect are we seeing that some of some of that come out of Dean because Sam took the same path
2: you know, that is actually an interesting question, and yeah. if if the show explores it, and of course I won't say whether they do or not, then that would be interesting for the show to explore, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, this also brings up another point I want to make, which is that Sam and Dean's relationship does not have to be healthy. No. Um, it's never truly been healthy. It's just not possible with the way they grew up, but it's not it's it's not even an issue narratively that it's this unhealthy. The issue is the show can't seem to decide who's in the right here and who's in the wrong. And right. it seems to want us to agree with Dean. But agreeing with Dean means agreeing with like everything we've just talked about and that's going to be a no for me. Yeah. Uh even though I do kind of agree with the fact that I think that Sam should have gone after Kevin, this conversation—the conversation where Dean's like, "Oh, so you didn't even try to look for me?" That makes more sense with Kevin and, yeah. and Sam. That right, that I yeah. can that I can kind of like, you know, get get with. Um, yeah. Uh, but with. With Sam and Dean, it just feels incredibly petty and shitty, especially since, Travis, you're right, he did that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and if this is him exploring guilt because he didn't look for Sam, then, you know, honestly, I would be fine with it um, to some extent, because then this is actually a chance for the character to, you know... Kind of realized some part of himself in that way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Character conflict isn't bad, guys. It's just maybe it's not a, this one. Maybe, maybe yeah. not this.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Just feels think, weird that you know, this is where you've landed on.
3: <laughs> with the rest of this episode, with Sam and Dean being so incidental in it, are like. Are we the audience supposed to see both Sam and Dean in the wrong?
1: Like,
2: I just nobody's really right, know.
1: but nobody's wrong. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Uh,
1: I'm kind of with. I'm kind of with it here because it's episode one. You're supposed to leave more questions than answers, anyway. True. Yeah. And like, maybe like Jeremy thought, like all of these questions would have kept people watching. Yeah. I will say this is the first season that I stopped watching week to week. Mm. If I remember correctly.
2: Mm. So. Yeah. It took me years to get through. Um, <laughs> not years, because I was like, when did I start watching season eight? And it would have been, uh, I started watching season six once we, once I realized that this show was going to happen. And that right. was probably about three months before we started recording. I think I mm-hmm. was on Season 7 by the time we actually started recording episodes. Right. Yeah. Um, which would have been July 2017. And then um, I got into... So I went through Season 6 and 7 pretty quickly. I got to Season 8, and I was watching an episode a month at most. Um, <laughs> it it took me... Scary a while to get through seasons 8 9 10 and 11. Uh and yeah. Uh how do we feel about the vet and the dog?
3: Very unnecessary.
2: Um yeah.
3: yeah. Like I- we didn't really need to know if she stops being important next episode, then it was 100% unnecessary.
2: I will go ahead and say, the dog was very cute.
3: The dog was very cute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if she, as a character, does not come back in the next six episodes, I will officially have not cared about that at all.
2: I I am worried that this is just going to be a rehash of Lisa.
3: Yeah.
2: Hey! We're worried the show's getting too bogged down in its own meta. What if we just redid season six? (laughs) The most popular season. (laughs) Uh,
1: I feel like Jeremy Carver was like the one person that was excited by Metallica's load and then got like even more excited about Reload.
2: (laughs) I love how you're like, I gotta put this in Metallica terms. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's the one time I can think of where, like, a band was like, you know what, let's make something shitty and then make it worse.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, God. um, I uh, am going to go ahead and say that I actually kind of thought the nurse was, like, inappropriate, or the vet tech. The vet, not the vet tech, the vet, uh, she, okay, so I'll go ahead and bring up IMDb. Um, so we stop calling her the vet. Uh, give me just a second. Amelia Richardson is her name. Um, so I thought that she was kind of inappropriate with Sam, because Sam, in a fugue state, post-dick, has hit this dog, right? And Mm -hmm. he stops, picks up the dog. The dog is very cute, by the way, like, don't worry, other, we didn't mention this in the beginning, but other good thing about this episode is the dog was very cute. Um, yeah.
1: It also passes the does the dog die.com test. Yes. In which that the dog that does he, not die. He
2: doesn't die, yeah. yeah. Um, very cute dog, 10 out of 10 on the dog. Um, Sam picks up the dog, rushes to the hospital, and is like, it was an accident. And I didn't mean to. I hit this dog. It came, you know, came out of nowhere. And the vet is basically like, hey, little bitch boy. Hey, pussy! (laughs) Calm the fuck He just slaps him. Hey, nerd! Hey, I'm going to stuff you in the locker in a minute if you don't calm the fuck down and agree to take care of this dog. Yeah, I know nothing about you, or your living situation, or your lifestyle. I have no idea. You could be allergic to dogs. Maybe you are. I don't fucking know. I, a stranger, am still going to tell you that the dog is your responsibility now! Yeah. because it ran in front of your fucking car um what the fuck <laughs> if this happened to me and a vet told me this I would be like is there someone I could call about like do you have a boss because <laughs> the way you're talking to me right now is completely inappropriate it actually makes me yeah. feel kind of bad like
3: <laughs> if, if that happened to me I would just leave the dog on the yeah. floor and go yeah. home
2: yeah I would just be like alright bye I guess Good luck. Hey, I brought the dog to you because you're equipped to take care of the dog. If I felt responsibility for the dog, I would take care of it. But I'm not yeah. a vet, so I'm not going to fucking do that.
1: Yeah, Sam didn't even have a fucking home. Yeah,
2: And this, yeah. this
1: vet is like, I don't know if your lifestyle d- determines your death style. Take care of this fucking dog, dickhead.
2: Sam's
0: I thought- feel like... <laughs> what the fuck?
3: You know how human doctors take the Hippocratic Oath?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) This doctor took the Hippocratic Oath.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, but can you imagine? (laughs) You, like, find a kid outside of, like, a fire... Like, you find a baby that's been abandoned in the trash, and you take it to the hospital, and then the doctor's like, Hey, this is your child now. Take responsibility for it. Shit, uh, no, I'm not gonna fucking do that. I'm homeless. Doesn't matter. It's your kid. Bye-bye. Like, <laughs> jeez, Louise. Christ God on damn. a cracker. This is clearly what their writers were trying to do here, was juxtapose the dog to Kevin. Um... <laughs> Sam, Sam just can't take responsibility for everything, for anything, after his entire family is killed. Yeah. In the same fight. Yeah, fuck. I just, um... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um...
1: Also, I thought you were supposed to take orphans to, like, the fire department or something if you found a baby. Or is that just in movies? Well,
2: this was a baby in the trash, so it needed to go to the hospital uh, for In this hypothetical, <laughs> this is a trash baby.
1: Okay, trash baby. Yeah. Definitely goes you to the hospital. You don't okay. want to just take
2: a trash baby off the street and hand it off to the fire department. That baby needs to get checked out. I don't know. I feel like
1: yeah, the ho- fire department, with all their hoses and whatnot, could wash, you know, the...
0: <laughs>
2: the baby down. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. It's clean! <laughs> <laughs> oh all my right God. he's good we need yeah, to put a trigger like warning on this episode <laughs> for the emotional <laughs> abuse talk and also for the posing the baby down talk yeah maybe not that also, second one but the first yeah. one for sure
1: give a trigger warning for all the times i mentioned but metallica
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> we're kidding trigger warnings are serious we agree that they're necessary we really are going to put one on for this episode these are fun jokes for fun
1: yeah exactly
2: anything y'all have that you're just like this is fucking trash or anything else it doesn't have to be trash it can be midland or fine or
1: i thought the whole final sequence with like crowley was Mm -hmm. cool up until that slow-mo fridge sequence you know. Yeah. The I liked
3: seeing Kevin basically like 1 year later Hunter Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pun, punish Punished Venom Kevin. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Get you uh, waiting, huh? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um and seeing his like all the booby traps and stuff that he's able
1: mm-hmm. to set up. Yeah.
2: Um Kevin is definitely in my opinion the best part of this episode uh which again is kind of a problem because it's quickly become the it or rather right now i want it to be the kevin and crowley show and not the sam and dean show which it is which is right but kevin as a character is great i mean i liked him when he was introduced and now i just like i like his i like the level and badass he took like that's fucking awesome um The fridging scene, I'm going to go ahead and say this. So this is Channing is the one who gets fridged. That's uh, Kevin's high school girlfriend. Um, I think it's a problem for two reasons. Uh, Three reasons, actually. We're going to go ahead and do three reasons. And one, fridging scenes are tired and old Yes, it's a great way to, uh, you know, inspire our main characters to get involved in whatever, right? Like, it got Sam involved in the main plot back in Season 1, Episode 1, when he'd gotten out of the game with Jess. Uh, I don't think this works as a fridging scene, though. I don't... Right. I don't, uh... I mean, it's yet another woman that Supernatural has killed to motivate the male character, so that's a thing on its own, but also, like... What are Channing and Kevin right now?
3: Well, I think it's supposed to symbolize a period of Kevin's life that has been destroyed.
2: Sure, yeah. And in that way, it is effective, but, like...
1: There's other things that they could have done. Demons could have burnt down his house. They could have... They could have done a lot of things.
2: We barely know I mean, they
1: already shaved his head,
3: apparently.
2: Well, well, hell, they... We don't need a fridging scene for Kevin. Kevin already has enough reasons to hate Crowley. He was kidnapped by him and held by him for an indeterminate amount of time. Like, we don't... What is it supposed to do? Show us that Crowley's a bad guy? Crowley's been in the show for three seasons at this point. We already know that. We know that Crowley's a backstabbing, (laughs) presidious bastard. We've been watching the show! Like... That's definitely going to peak. Sorry, Travis. Um, but, like, i it's just the unnecessariness of the scene. We barely know Kevin at this point. We don't know Channing at all. I felt nothing watching her neck snap other than thinking, wow, this is a really dumb scene. Because you know what Crowley could be doing instead of snapping Channing's neck? teleporting into the slowest driving car in the world (laughs) he's a demon he can teleport if he needs to get kevin why doesn't he just grab him and teleport away this is so fucking stupid my brain is melting and that's the third problem i have with it that there's a huge gaping plot hole crowley just lets them leave for no reason like, is the car devil-strapped? It's well, not, he right? doesn't know
1: that. That's the only thing I can think of, is that Crowley's like, these crafty Winchesters and their devil-straps, maybe they've got a new one in the car. I thought, has
3: Crowley so not
2: teleported try. into the car
1: before? Yeah,
2: oh, okay, so this is absolutely bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and we, there are, de- no, wait, I know there's not a devil-strap, because there's been other demons in the car. Meg was in the car last season. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um... So, Crowley just lets them leave yeah. uh, and snaps Channing's neck just to be a dick. um instead of actually forwarding his plans, which is what Crowley would do. Yeah like it's believable that Crowley would just snap someone's neck to like be like, "Fuck you, Kevin." But what's more believable is that Crowley would see the forest for the trees and like get Kevin out of the Impala because he's a demon. And he can teleport,
1: who buddy? I, yeah, I really can't I, just... I can't wait to talk about another <laughs> scene that happens kind of soon. yeah, yeah
2: correct, yeah. yeah, um I just uh I mean at least Leviathan had to like air travel, right? like Leviathan couldn't fly. yeah like, I just, it was uh, rough. Yeah, that that was rough. That was rough. Uh, I guess we should also talk about the fact that um, Kevin figured all this out because he's translating the demon tablet, which has let him know that there is a way to close the gates of hell forever.
0: Forever. And
2: send all the demons back to hell. So... Once again, God has put in this loophole for some reason. Um, feels kind of weird, but I, okay, yeah. that's fine. I guess that's fine. Well,
1: you know, God has to—he had to have a way to like retcon himself out of like writing holes.
2: Right? Yeah. <laughs> God was like, I had to fill these plot holes somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're on season eight now. It's confusing. I don't know. Maybe they can close the gates of hell from a demon tablet. Dean lampshades this. He's like, how many words of God are there? That's a good question, Dean. How many?
3: How Uh, many words are in the Bible? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, Definitely more than two. So I'm going to go with that as my answer.
1: Well, the real question is how many red words are in the Bible? Because those are the only ones that are like direct uh, quotations of Jesus. Oh yeah.
2: Allegedly, yeah. allegedly, yeah. <laughs> I say I don't know. If I'm gonna put that on there. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: I'm just being a dick. <laughs> no, I
2: the mean the Bible has. Sad.
0: Oh,
3: this is the King James Authorized Bible has seven thousand eight seven hundred seven hundred eighty three thousand one hundred thirty seven words.
2: Oh well, there you go. Somebody send that to Dean. He needs to know. <laughs>
0: um,
2: yeah. What else? What else about this episode just set our hearts aflutter with rage?
1: I'm surprised we haven't talked about the Sasha Gray thing.
2: You know, that just didn't. Uh, you know, I yeah, I, I, I joked with this. While well, Travis. that was
1: yeah that I had watched this episode three times and it took the third time to catch that. Well, because
3: it was basically the, um, it was supposed to be Dean reestablishing himself in the world. Hmm. And it was like, hey, I'm Dean Winchester. Let me list a bunch of things that would probably never happen. And then Sam is like, guess what? All those things did happen. Yep.
2: You know, as much as I complain about the plot points this episode, I will go ahead and say this. The dialogue was really yeah, good.
1: Oh, I will, I will um, give that. Uh, the dialogue was great this episode.
2: It was snappy. It felt very season, like, three supernatural to me, which is only a compliment. Um, and there were a lot of really good moments. Like, uh, Kevin asked, what happened to you guys? Dean says, cliff notes, I went to purgatory, Sam hit a dog. Um... Then, uh, I also liked the line, although I disagree with it, uh, hey, the rules are simple, Sam, you don't take a joint from a guy named Don, and there's no dogs in the car. Uh, yeah.
1: Alright, so I googled that, I spent 30 minutes trying to find what the fuck that was from. Guess what, it's from nothing. Literally nothing. Yeah.
2: Hey guys, um... I don't know why you can't take a joint from a guy named Don.
1: No one does either. The writers don't either. It was like some weird inside joke that everyone forgot.
2: Mm. Okay, huh. I do like the line though. It's snappy. It's it fun. Was... I now no longer want to take joints from Don. Oh no!
1: All I found was like hundreds of threads of people asking where that line came from, and which was kind of hilarious. And then they found uh, in an interview, I think, with. Uh, Jensen or one of the writers and they asked, like, they were asked point blank about it and they did not know where the hell it came from. They were just like, it sounded funny and we just rolled with it.
2: Um, huh. and then the reason why I uh, disagree with the line is, um, Sam thought you were dead, Dean. Hmm. Uh It's his car now. He's allowed to have dogs in it if he wants. Yeah. yeah. Like, those those are the rules. Them's the brakes. Guys, if I die or, you know, get sent to purgatory and y'all don't know about it, you can totally take my Switch and do whatever. Like, you can download games that I would never download on there. Because y'all think I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And you can have that Switch. I'm gifting it to you. Despite the fact that each of us have our own Switch. Yeah. Because we're rich. Hell yeah. That got away from me. Anyways, the point <laughs> is, is that, uh... Really tired of Sam... Of people treating... Sam, like he's not allowed to do anything to the Impala out of memory of Dean because it's not his car. It is his car. Dean wants him to think of it as a home. He needs to stop treating it like it's not his car.
1: I mean, it's got four walls and a roof. Yeah. It's kind of got running water, in a way, with coolant. Uh,
2: Look, I have seen <laughs> about 3 million TikToks where people are like, I've turned this bus into a home. Mm. So, like, yeah, I didn't just turn them all into a home. That's fine. Mm. Just, you know, maybe if you want somebody to consider their home to be a car, you don't punch them when they borrow it without your express permission.
3: <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, a, on supernaturalwiki.com in the minutia section. This is the sixth time we have seen the Winchesters hug. Oh, shit. Really? In eight seasons. Holy hell.
2: Six times. Holy shit.
3: For a continuing tally see hugs. <laughs> they have a page just for tallying the hugs that the brothers have. I love this.
2: This is the 150th. 50th episode. Yeah. Uh huh. They've hugged in six times in 150 episodes? Yep. What the yep. fuck? Let's
1: do some quick math right quick. Let's do six. Five by 150. Uh, that is uh, less than 0.04% of the show that they've spent hugging.
2: Wow. Yeah. Somebody give these lads a hug. They need more hugs.
1: Well, someone called Jody. That's who they need, you know what I'm saying?
2: Uh no. Do not call Jody. Jody is not your psychiatrist.
1: I feel like she, she's like the one living surrogate authority figure, I feel like is the best mm. term. To like snap some logic into our boys. Which I understand. Yeah, it's, I it's see not that. her job. But she's she's like it. the healthiest person in their life, though.
2: Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, okay. I see, I pick. It, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I apologize. Okay,
1: cool. Because I kind of just pulled it out of my butt. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, I just I here's the mistake on supernatural.fandom.com. Uh, this is the first season premiere of the series to not feature Bobby Singer. Not true. The pilot didn't have Bobby Singer.
3: Well, the it says besides the pilot. Neither
2: did it. Not on supernatural.fandom.com.
3: On supernaturalwiki.com it does.
2: Supernatural Wiki's got it right. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, did the season two premiere? Yes, did it did. It did. I, it did. I yeah, was
3: going to say, I'm pretty sure it did.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. It did. Um, so this marks the second season premiere that takes place a year after the previous season finale. Um, the second being Exile on Main Street. This is why I can never keep track of like what year it is or how many years it's been in the Supernatural universe.
1: I don't think the writers ever wanted anyone to know, <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and the reason why we brought up dialogue in the first place is because one of the good lines of dialogue this episode is Sam's like, yeah, I quit hunting, and Dean's like, yeah, and Sasha Gray was in a Sautenberg movie, and it turns out that she was. Hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, Sasha Gray is a porn star. Or was. I don't think she is anymore. She does
1: not do it anymore, now.
2: Yeah. Um... I f- End of sentence. Yeah,
1: I feel like we've blast-beated this dead horse. En- des- we've blast-beated this dead horse enough, right?
2: I'm trying to think of anything else I want to say. Any uh, final thoughts? But um... oh, actually, I do have one. One of the other issues I had with this season is. They seem to have taken a potentially interesting concept and sacrificed it to uh we gotta talk about purgatory is what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. Yes.
2: So purgatory is the woods with a vignette over it. Yep. Um it is a place where monsters go when they die, except for demons. And it's basically a bloody frenzied free-for-all, right? Yes. Um Dean feels that it's pure, so things can be killed in purgatory again, yeah, so it's not so much an afterlife as it is an alternate dimension,
3: yeah, yeah. that's kind so... of what I got from it in the beginning, anyway, like it's a basically a pocket dimension where monsters it's basically God's old monster storage, yeah. It's not really, it's not like the way, it's not heaven or hell. It's just God's shed that he left unlocked by accident.
2: This might be a little pandemic then, but then how did Cass suck up all those souls at the end of season six? If they're not souls.
3: I feel like there might be a little bit of retconning going on. Yeah.
2: I agree.
1: Well, I think maybe monster souls are different than maybe, you know, like regular souls are like gas or gasoline and monster souls are like a diesel.
2: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's um, like that. I just think the writers didn't think about it that hard. You're probably right. I just think honestly, what I think it is is that I think Jeremy Carver might just fucking hate Uh, fucking hell. I've already forgotten the last supernatural Sarah Gamble. I think that might be what it is. Um, no, I don't think Jeremy Carver Carver hates Sarah Gamble. I just think that uh, he didn't like season six or seven very much.
1: Probably. Um, well, he got stuck in a hole writing several episodes yeah.
2: for it. Um. So purgatory doesn't really make sense to me or at least i guess yeah it's it's a alternate dimension where it's it's god's monster storage and that's where the monsters go after they die and they can die again and we know this because we see dean kill two monsters but then also in the same episode benny is a soul that has to be taken out and dean finds i think what's supposed to be his body in the ground so actually maybe none of this makes sense Anyways, I don't want to focus on that too long. What I want to bring up is this idea. Why not leave Dean in Purgatory instead of bringing him back at the beginning of Season 8?
3: That's what I was thinking. As soon as I saw Dean come back to Earth, I was like, why? Why can't we just have Dean be in Purgatory and have some cool moments with Dean in Purgatory?
2: I, uh, yes. Cur- yeah, yeah. It feels like such an obvious question that, like, I just died. Yeah. Uh, uh.
3: I, I feel also. Like I- Jeremy Carver left after season five to be on Being Human, or to produce
2: oh, Being no, no, Human. No, 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 no. There are two Jeremy Carvers. I did the same thing. There's Jeremy Carver, the actor, and Jeremy Carver, the writer. Right. Oh, oh, oh. Jeremy Carver Sorry. the writer. Oh. Left okay. Supernatural to
3: produce US Being Human and then came back uh for season 8.
2: Oh my god. He does hate season 6 and 7. No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke again. <laughs> Sorry. I you're right. I saw there is a Jeremy Carver actor and I I apologize. That's my bad again. Kobler, get your shit together. Okay. So yeah, um, I feel like what would have been em- like, so in the beginning, I brought up how they're kind of setting Dean up to have this like heart of darkness thing, and wouldn't it have been kind of cool if we'd actually like seen that. Oh hell yeah, descent. Fuck.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like the writers are always too scared to really follow through. Yeah, they follow through with cool ideas.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Ben, I feel like you've talked about this before, how basically Supernatural is the most middle-of-the-road thing ever, and none of the writers ever want to take a risk on anything. Yep.
2: Always got to stick to that status quo. Yeah. And I know that the writers don't like Sam anymore, but you can't tell me there was nothing they could have thought of him to do without Dean, mm. other than uh, hit a dog and end up in a relationship with a kind of mean vet. Man,
1: how great would that juxtaposition uh, have been? Like Sam is living in a sitcom with like mm-hmm. like with like a goofy sitcom like wife. And then Dean is living a fucking horror movie. If they had done that for a couple of episodes.
2: That would have been, that would have been hilarious. Fucking right. Actually. (laughs) Yeah. That would have been fucking hilarious. (laughs) I would have hated it because I would have been like, what the guys, you have to pretend to like Sam's character, like a Mm. little bit. Oh no, that's
1: what I'm saying. They give like Sam a little bit of love by like actually experiencing normal life while Dean is fighting for his.
2: You know what, actually, I kind of would have liked to see in this alternative universe where Dean's in Purgatory, so we follow him Mm. in Purgatory for a couple episodes, and then we have Sam doing his own thing. Actually, I kind of would have liked to see a storyline where Sam gets his powers back. Or, like, follows magic through, but in a way that's not, like, shitty and dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to go ahead and rehash former uh, seasons, then why not, you know, rehash the... Power storyline, because that thread got kind of dropped after season four.
1: Yeah. I could dig that.
2: Yeah. So, maybe have Sam actually go after Kevin.
1: Or Sam isn't the one that or Dean isn't the one that goes to purgatory. Like Somehow, Sam is the one who gets got And then, like, we don't even, like, deal with fucking Dean yelling at Sam. It's just fucking, I don't know. You see where I'm getting. It's like the opposite of what we get.
3: The brothers have to take turns going somewhere at the end of a season. Yeah. Like, it's Dean going to hell, and then it's Sam going to hell, and then it's Dean going to purgatory. So I'm sure at the end of this season, Sam will be off somewhere else. To be in
2: Tucson. Um, yeah. I just, uh, once again, there's a very interesting storyline, and it's right fucking there, and the writers are staring at it, but for some reason, they decided to go with this. And you know what? That's fine. Um, we've talked before about how some things can't be done because of budget constraints, but considering the fact that, you know, uh, Purgatory just seems to be the Canadian woods, uh, again, with a filter, it really does seem like they could have, you know, done that yeah. we've spent a lot of time shitting on the writers and also uh, the plot for this season and I'm going to go ahead and give our usual disclaimer I don't believe that there's a writer on Supernatural who's not talented yeah. they're all extremely hard working and have done a lot of really good stuff in this show um, there are good parts of this episode and there are definitely interesting ideas yeah. and concepts that I'm sure will be explored more it's just that there's stuff I don't like, and we're allowed to we're allowed to criticize yeah. it. You know, yeah. we're
1: allowed to have opinions, and we're allowed to voice them. We have a platform to platform those opinions. You know,
2: and if you disagree with our opinions, feel free to make your own supernatural podcast. Yeah. So we'll probably listen to it at some point, and we may ask you to be on our show. Actually, yeah. depending, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know. D- do that, yeah. <laughs> um, and ooh, ooh, and then you can have the pleasure of saying no.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: so you don't like the way we talked about. We need to talk about Kevin. <sighs>
1: dun dun dun! It's the ultimate revenge. The ultimate. Yeah. Hell yeah.
2: Um. Any other final thoughts? That questions, concerns, hopes, dreams, ideals, wishes. Travis,
1: what do you think is going to happen next? Oh God! Uh,
3: in fucking. An, in a
2: non-jokey way. Yeah,
1: like for realsies.
3: Oh, no! You can't, you can't just do this to me. Just do. um, but why not? <laughs> what do I think is gonna happen for reals? Yeah. Um, I think the. I mean, like, I feel like what anything that gets introduced in the first episode of something, there's always something that only carries itself till the midseason finale, and then something that carries itself through the whole season. And I feel like the Kevin situation is only going to carry itself halfway through. And I'm hoping that the Benny situation is what gets carried through the whole season. But I'm probably wrong
1: about that. We'll just have to see what happens next time on Supernatural. Yep. All
2: right. Travis, the next episode is called, and I am not kidding. What's up, Tiger Mommy? Oh, God. What's it about? I can't even fake enthusiasm. Oh, my God.
3: I read the description for this episode, like, during the credits of the. Of the like, as the credits were playing, I read the little Netflix blurb about what this episode is about.
0: Yeah,
3: and I just want to say, why? Why name it that? Why fucking do that? I hate it. I hate that. I hate everything about that. I hate the name of this episode. I hate that blurb because it gave me the insight into why it is named this. I hate. I, I hate it. I hate it all. That's what happens.
2: <laughs> All right. You know what?
1: You, you know what? Yeah. Oh,
2: my God. Yeah. Well, on that high note, we've been a show about this episode. Thank you guys so much for, li- but seriously, thank you so much for listening. Um, we're back, and honestly, it feels good to be back, even though we're back on such a low note. Uh, But it'll be fine, because it has no choice but to be fine. Yay! Mm -hmm. Also, you guys seem to like it when we should talk Supernatural, so we're just gonna keep doing that, I guess. Um... If you are listening to this and want to hear more from us, please check out our website, habcast.com, where you can get access to all of our social media uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Habcast, on Facebook at Hey Ask Butt and Supernatural Podcast. You can also get access to our Patreon, where for $3 a month you can listen to another, the other show we do, LSA, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are in fact not supernatural. Um, that show is a lot of fun, and if you enjoy us ranting about bad things, There are quite a few episodes where we do that, but we also talk about some not bad things as well. It just kind of depends on what we watch. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, have fun.
3: And don't die. Bye. I know you do not have any good things to say about this episode. (laughs)